0: This is the Enneagram 8 podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. We're really grateful for this community that has stuck with us through this intense 8 journey. It's meant a lot. If you'd like to support us by donating to our podcast, at the end of every episode's show notes, there's a link. If you click that, it'll take you right to our donation page. So please consider doing that. And thanks again. Some of us were given names that accurately fit who we are, and other times it's almost as if we're given names that reflect who we're supposed to work towards being. Yentl is not gentle, and we laugh a little bit about how it's ironic that she was given a name that rhymes with the one thing she finds it hardest to be. Yentel is a truth teller. She's tri-type 846, which means that everything inside of her is made to track and hone in on inconsistencies and falseness, and to call it out right then and there on the spot. And let's be honest, the gentlest person in the world could call out a hidden truth in someone, and even that wouldn't go well. And so we acknowledge the loneliness of this type, because even if she did hold back, even if she decided to practice her best version of gentleness... It means she'd be lying to herself and she wasn't doing what she was born to do. It's like asking the sun to turn off 90% of its glow, 90% of its heat, or telling the wind that it could only blow at a fraction of its capacity all day, every day. And that's hard and it's sad. And so we acknowledge the simple joy of just this one conversation between two eights where Yentl could be mostly herself, where she could respond and speak out exactly what she was thinking in the tone she wanted to speak it in with as much energy as she wanted to bring. Eights really are a gift to one another. The first thing I wanted to talk about was just South Africa. That's where you are, right? Yes, I've been there, and so I she yes,
1: said, there. and the it's, people in Johannesburg could say your name.
0: That's right, that's right. But I mean, I haven't traveled a lot, so I think it's cool that I've actually been to this place that you are. Okay, is it an eight ish culture? What is your culture type, and how does eight fit there? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I do not
1: think that it's a place that is very eight friendly especially where I live so I live in the Durban area which is a lot more laid back like sometimes even though I go to work I feel like I'm on holiday because people are so slow and like don't ever get things done more nine-ish I think and like mixed with a lot of fake sevens you know what I mean it's like those scary smiley people that like why are you smiling all the time and like, honestly, that scares me. Like when I walk in the shop and people are smiling, at me, like, why are you smiling at me? I don't even know you. <laughs> like, look away. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I find it weird. Like, yeah. it's weird to just walk around smiling at everyone. Why? Yeah,
0: I find it actually physically painful it makes me tired
1: exactly it's like and, and you feel stupid it's i wonder what people are thinking just looking at me
0: yeah, anyways so i think that's <laughs> the people i'm surrounded by so right. i'm married into a dutch family so i can speak okay. to kind of the dutch culture kind I of see. having this like okay um... It's like this earnest, like work ethic that makes them kind of serious and very tidy and no nonsense. Like there's a real okay. practicality that I find in the Dutch culture, and I'm not sure if that translates. Yes.
1: It sounds like the Afrikaans people.
0: Yes, that's what I was wondering.
1: The thing is, my family is Afrikaans, so I'm yeah you know, bilingual. But the first language I learned was English. But Afrikaans people are a lot more uptight and like yes tradition yeah stick to the status quo which Mm -hmm. is weird because like where I am in Durban it's a lot more Zulu English and like even interracial things are much more prominent than it would be in um, let's say like Pretoria or Johannesburg because my family mostly lives up there okay so it's completely different
0: I mean a country is not ever just one thing yeah pockets right
1: I had no idea what the Enneagram was and then I have a friend who's a two who was very invested in this thing so um, obviously she let me do a test and whatever but I think the more I read about it the more I just resonated so much more the eight like honestly when I found your podcast I felt like I literally died and went to heaven because right. I would sit in my car or I'd sit wherever my fall would come out strongly and i would be like crying and I'm like oh my mm-hmm. gosh that's exactly how I feel and like mm-hmm. no one really understands that or gets that and it's like this intense almost like your whole body is on fire kind of like yeah oh my word because I'm completely unmatched everywhere I feel like I'm too much for everybody they don't understand my complete honesty mm-hmm. you know it's just yeah sometimes it's I can say it like this. My job forces me to not be able to function fully as myself. What's your job? It sounds bad. (laughs) Yeah. So the thing with my job is when I say what I do, people have this misleading idea of what I should look like and the type of life I should lead. And that's why I wanted to say that. I am in full-time ministry. So I work at the church. I do worship, creative stuff and yeah, stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. I can't really be too harsh you know I have to be tactful and I can be honest like I am always honest but Mm -hmm. um, I have to contain it a little bit and whereas I would want to react in a moment I can't always do that so I feel like it's this constant thing of having to pull back just a little bit think through things which isn't easy it's really not because then I feel like I'm burning on the inside all the time like just trying to Contain all of that. So it's like yeah, people expect one thing and then you like, yeah. That's silly, but even just last night, so we have um band rehearsals on a Wednesday night. So obviously Mm -hmm. I'm the worship leader, so I'm there and whatever. People just don't come prepared, and then it's so frustrating because then we struggle. And we oh, have yeah. to start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. And then the sound guy doesn't know what he's doing. And then I have to run to the sound desk four times. So I'm like, sometimes I wish I could just clone myself, put myself <laughs> everywhere. And like, don't have to deal with any of that because it's like, you know, it just kills me. And you can't say it. <laughs> yeah. Like when the electric the guitar is out every week, I can't be like yo dude like and like if you don't show up with your pedals that you can use on sunday i can't be like dude are you stupid but <laughs> on the inside i'm like dying but like on the outside i'm like it's okay i think is.
0: do you know if you're social sexual or self-pres i am social and then sexual the social would help you manage the group a lot better So it means that you would be able to put the brakes on more than an eight, four, six that was sexual.
1: Yeah. So I think what helps as well is um, that I have a 9 wing and not a 7 wing. So the 9 wing also helps me to be more people oriented than just getting the job done, if that makes sense. But it also makes you
0: more rigid in a way. So the... Yes. (laughs) Yes. No, that's
1: there, but it's secret
0: rigidness. (laughs) So
1: it's like you can't like throw it in people's faces, but you know.
0: Quietly are rigid
1: (laughs) Yes it's really bad So like I've been thinking about That a lot lately I'm like Am I even myself yet So I think I've let go of Some of those things a bit but then I get Called in and I'm I'm told like You're too loud and abrasive please relax Mm. And then I'm like next week I'm like quiet then I'm like Are you depressed you're too quiet and I'm like dude What do you guys (laughs) want from me Like you know So I think I'm just trying to find the balance at the moment. I'm old already, but I'm at the point now where I just, I really need to just find a balance, be who I am and not, it's just, it's too hard to try and maintain all of those things. Like try and be everything people need me to be and not be able to express myself fully, if that makes sense.
0: Well, I want to know about the people who you can be fully you around. What is their characteristics and are they even in your life? Have you found people like that?
1: If I have to say 100% myself, I do not think that they exist. But I have two people that come pretty close. The one is a six and the other one is a two. But honestly, this the two that I'm talking about, I haven't known her for a long time. I think I met her like at most two months ago. But when I saw her, we just instantly clicked that has never happened to me before it sounds weird but it's almost like a soul connection it was like she could just see yes. me as a person and i could see her as a person
0: and it was yeah, yeah it's insane there's a story about david and jonathan and how their yes. souls knit together yes. so my best friend is a two and that's exactly how i describe it we our nicknames okay. uh, i'm david and she's jonathan <laughs> Like, honestly,
1: I can resonate with that because I feel like, yes. Like, the thing is, with the sex, there is a definite deep connection. I don't know. I can, it's almost like I can feel when she's anxious and I can feel. Um. So there's that deep depth and that connection but with this too it was like it was completely different i just saw and i was like oh my gosh my soul was waiting for you i don't know where you've Mm -hmm. been but Mm -hmm. let me just freak out for a moment you just need the one when you grew up a specific way and you might like for me let me not generalize it for me where it feels like no one ever really understood you or cared about you or valued you to actually get that now in someone it's very hard to accept that you think it's going to be the same pattern it's that kind of vibe so, so it's bad because you're like you want so much to be yeah. understood and loved and whatever and then when they love you like get away from me <laughs> deal. Yeah. it's too much i don't trust it it's Almost like my my tri type is fighting against each other and like being like, okay, you need this but uh, you don't trust it. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, it does. That's
0: actually oh gosh, that's part true. of what your tri-type brings is this inner war. Because you're an aid, it means other people can perceive it. They don't really know yeah. what it is that's happening, but it comes out as energy. And so they're, yeah. they're experiencing this war inside you, but they can't name what it is. And the world's kind of stacked against you in terms of like relational stuff. And so yeah. I really feel that.
1: Uh, so obviously when I messaged you, I told you that I'm going through divorce and whatever, um, Once again, like just where I work, it's a big thing. So all eyes are on me, you know, because it's like a very public thing. I can't really go through it privately. So it's also been like I have to try and contain all of that feeling that I have as well. Not that I Mm -hmm. literally go and show everyone, you know, I'm not feeling well or anything like that. But I know that when we have like corporate gatherings and stuff like that, I literally exert all of the energy that I have just to make it seem like everything is normal. I don't know if that makes sense. Oh, that sounds so painful. I've never struggled with like anxiety and stuff like that in all of my life. And the last year I've actually like been struggling with anxiety and getting panic attacks. And it's just like, it's things that I'm so not used to and like where I was always in control. If mm-hmm. something was bothering me, I could just like flip a switch and I'm not feeling that emotion right now because I, deal with that now whereas now I feel like that control isn't there so mm. I have to in those moments I have to push otherwise I don't know I think I'm just going to be a wreck and I don't think that's productive for anybody right.
0: can you fall apart when you're on your own or are you even containing it there
1: uh sometimes I can't help it Yeah, good. Um, Like on Sunday afternoon, I had a very big episode. I just like Mm -hmm. had a panic attack, almost died on the floor, and then
0: I moved on with my life. You know what I mean? I'm glad that it's coming out, though. I really am. Just the way you're built, you're supposed to let it out. It's like how you're built is all externalizing. So I can't imagine what it would do to you to keep it in.
1: Yeah, so the thing is uh, maybe for the first time in my life, I'm actually trying to just be... And I think that's probably why everything like built up to this point and now yeah. it needs to get out. I yes. need to release it so that I can actually move forward and move on. But it's it's so stupid. Like if I think about it, I'm like if you had just like dealt with your shit earlier, like you would be where you are right now, you know? <laughs> that's what that's what I told this too, because she's way younger than I am. I think she's like 21. So I said to her, if there's one thing I can teach you now, deal through all the shit now. Don't wait till you're like in your 30s and like (laughs) half dead and you have nothing to show for anything and then try and figure yourself out. It's going to be not that I'm saying it's too late for me, but it's like it seems like an odd time to
0: have to deal with anxiety. And there's just a lot more to unravel because now you have that much more under your belt. You've got to pick apart. Like what kind of mom are you?
1: I don't have a, if she's outside and whatever, it's probably bad, but I don't feel like I need to be holding a hand the whole time or like, you know, have a strap around her arm when I go to the mall. <laughs> yeah just not like that at all. Like her father is more the type when she falls down, he goes running and I'm like, man, she just fell. She'll be fine. Yes. <laughs> if she comes to me, it's different. If she comes to me, I'm here. My arms are open. I got you. But I don't feel the need to follow around every step of the way. I wanted to make her decisions. I actually have this conversation with the frequently. She's only three years old, but she's got the sass of something else. (laughs) So I will ask her, are we going to do this? Then she's like, no. Then I'm like, okay. So make a decision now, make up your mind, then we're going to do it. So then I walk away and then she gets very upset with me. She's quite emotional. So I think there's definitely some fall in there. (laughs) Um, But then I just walk away because I'm like, you have to make a decision. I'm not going to play games with you. I think Mm -hmm. I say that too often as well. So I think maybe sometimes I might be a bit harsh Mm -hmm. um, if I'm completely honest. But I think it's just a thing of wanting to prepare her for a world that's brutal sometimes
0: okay well why don't we start talking about your tri-type specifically and just the nickname truth teller and what does that resonate with you and how does truth telling kind of feature in your life yes i am a truth teller (laughs) sometimes (laughs) people dismay (laughs) me it's actually
1: scary i call it my superpower to read people like that Honestly, I was sitting in a therapy session. It's a new thing. Okay. I was basically forced to go. But um, the lady kept like, I don't know, squirming in a chair. Then she'll sit like this and then she's moving. And eventually I was like, dude, are you uncomfortable? Like what's going on? And then she's like, no, I'm not uncomfortable. I'm like, but you keep moving. Like what's going on? And then she's like, no, she is a bit uncomfortable. Can I maybe give her a pillow? And she's like, no one's ever noticed before. I'm like, really? You're like not sitting still
0: and doing weird things all the time. It was so weird. People for sure notice. It's just only H will say it. That's probably true. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I'm it weird.
1: So I'm already uncomfortable because, like, it's a stranger. And then I'm like, she's yeah, just doing all these weird things. So I was just like, listen, are you okay?
0: (laughs) Probably not. Probably not okay.
1: (laughs) There's this lady. uh, she's, She's also in the worship team. And she's just sort of disappeared for, like, three weeks. And then she wanted to come back. And I spoke to her. And I'm like, what's going on with you? And she would tell me nothing is going on. So then when I saw her, I literally grabbed her face and I like held it in my hands and I was like, do you think I am stupid? (laughs) (laughs) And She was like, no. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I probably should not have done that, but I'm not stupid. Just tell me yes. that something is up and then I'll let you go. Don't pretend or lie. I hate it when people lie to me. And the thing is you know, you know, you know when people are lying. Yeah, I was sitting with another girl having coffee and she had told someone something that I didn't want them to know. Yeah, something that I went through um that I didn't want her husband to know because then they look at me weird. Right. Cuz the thing is when, when people know Information about you that's a bit Sensitive you can feel That they are being different So Mm -hmm. like I picked up immediately that he Was being a little bit kinder A little bit not that he's not normally kind But then I was sitting with her having coffee And I asked her did you tell your husband And like I could see in her face How she was thinking about lying To me and then at the last Minute she just like Cleared her face and she told me The truth and I was like why did you even Think you should try to lie to me <laughs> the thing is i am honest and i do call things out as i see it sometimes maybe lately a little bit with, with a little less tact but yeah. i always want to get to the bottom of things and like, i don't like to wait don't walk away from me in the middle of a argument or a discussion let's sort this out now where people walk away i can't stand that or like when you're in a you're texting and then suddenly they just put the phone down and stop responding because they're upset or whatever mm-hmm. that drives me insane Let's just, just talk it out. Let's sort this out. So that is definitely, definitely me.
0: So it's also probably true that someone could be using truthful words, and yet you'd also sense the motive. So they could say something true, factually true, yeah. but you'd be sensing like the motive underneath that doesn't line up or something. Yes,
1: definitely. I, honestly, it's that thing of you just know what people are doing and whatnot and yeah. what is real and what isn't real yeah I think to me that's it drives me a little bit crazy as you can hear
0: in your lifetime of fencing people what would you say yeah. is the ratio of honest people mm. versus dishonest people
1: I would think honesty is quite low if I have to be kind I'll say it's like 2080 because I think people are hardly ever completely honest and open about things I feel like the world is like so conditioned that we need to act and be a certain way. Um, and that's like why I explained the whole thing with my job as well, where um, because you have this specific title, or whatever, people expect you to talk a certain way. Whereas even though that's my job, I don't fit that mold at all. Like half my head is shaved. I have tattoos. Like I have earrings. It's like, I'm not going to put myself in that you know i have to act this way i have to do this or be this way and i think in the circles that i am in people still feel like they need to be something specific instead of just being.
0: Yes, 80% of the world might be hiding, but what I had to learn is that some of them are hiding because they've been through trauma. Some of them are hiding because they are trying to protect someone. Like, you don't know the actual details of why they're hiding. So I've learned to kind of have more grace for the hiddenness, even though I'm not very patient with it. And then I've also had to realize that as much as I proclaim my identity as being someone that's open, I hide things
1: too. Yeah, that's true. If you're bored of a relationship with someone, I think then that's different because you might be um, very hidden in the beginning, but as you like develop that and have conversations, you can get to a point where you don't have to hide anymore. I was speaking to this sixth friend of mine last night about that thing of hiding. How I feel like it gets in the way of a deeper connection, and also if. I can feel like someone is hiding a lot of themselves. I will match that. And I will also mask myself, if that makes sense. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I do don't know same. why I do that. No, it's reactionary. It's because we're reactive. And so, th- because we're always tuned into what other people are doing, we're micro responding.
1: But isn't that like counterintuitive? Because you like, I know. want people to be open, but then I you like, know. do what they do. <laughs> that's messy.
0: why we have to be careful. That's why we have <laughs> to be careful. It's called hypocrisy. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so bad. You <laughs> know. And I hate it. It's the thing I hate most. And yet, here I am being a hypocrite. It's the worst. <laughs> (laughs) I know. Mm -hmm. But now that I know it's a thing, I can actually say it. Like I practice saying, you know, I'm doing that thing I hate right now. (laughs) Forgive me. (laughs) Do you find that you also kind of serve others in that way where you kind of protect them because you're monitoring other people around them and and you're going, okay, this person is not being sincere with you or this person's trying to take
1: advantage of you and then you kind of protect people that way? Yes, I definitely do. Like, especially in the team, like um, there's always managing um, the different relationships and making sure everyone feels safe safe and taken care of in the way they need so that we can have that you know openness but i have to say with our team i feel like it's it is fairly open i don't lie to them it's not like i give them all the intricate details of everything but when i'm speaking or even ministering i'm very honest about where i am and i think that filters through so does the team know they can come to me at any time i do think that that helps
0: I'm not sure anyone would really last around you unless they were in some way or to some degree willing to be open.
1: Well, m- most most likely true. Because the thing is, that's funny you say that because there's actually two people in the team that I think are going to leave for that exact reason. Because I require at least, you don't have to share your whole life with me, man, but don't try and be so closed off that there's, I can't even break through anything because then there's no relationship and um it's sad but then there's no trust so it might just be my eight and because i'm an eight that i think that i think the honesty and the openness and that it has to be there otherwise what's the point what are you even doing then But yeah, that thing of protecting others I think it's so funny Mm. We were speaking about this thing Last night. Um, It was about Ephesians 5, the imitators Of Christ. So I asked them last night, what does it Mean to imitate him? And then it would lead Us to the question of what did he Do that we can do? Because the thing For me is like it's not hard For me to give my life for Other people, you know, Mm -hmm. to fight Fights for them and to raise them up And to lift their hands when they need I think that's where that thing comes in of protecting people and wanting the best for them. That comes very naturally to me, sometimes like to the detriment of myself. So I realized there has to be a balance, but it's very easy for me. But I could see last night when I said that some of the people were a little bit uncomfortable. So like, it's not something that they naturally just do.
0: Yeah, but then there are other aspects that come naturally to them that don't come naturally to you, like gentleness. excuse me like what
1: (laughs) i can't handle that my name is Gentle, and it rhymes with gentle (laughs) like when a nine is talking i'm gonna get to the point or like a five you're like trying to get freaking water from a rock i have to ask ask asking like a zillion questions just to get to the bottom of something i hate that so much how does four show up in my very drastic creative writings (laughs) i'm just kidding but i think in the musical side it's the softer side like when i'm leading worship i can really tap into that emotion and like that depth so like that honestly is the one thing that comes the most natural to me um when i'm in that space just you know it's just me doing my thing i don't have to I don't even have to think I can just be and I can feel all of those feelings and know that it's Mm -hmm. a safe space and like I don't even have to be worried or concerned about anything but I think in all creative aspects as well so like I can have days where I'm like gloom and doom and like then I write poems and I like really go into that space and actually I'm, I'm friends with the four And um, there's a lot of things that we just think alike so much. Um, which is why I knew that there must be Some four elements And it's also the reactiveness <laughs> Because yep. like um, She would be the powerful person That would react in the moment And then be like bye Okay I'm not going to speak to you for a month And then she'll ignore <laughs> me for like a month And I'm like really That's so childish But like I do understand the moment Because I was also heated in that moment In mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. Exactly the same So it's very Yeah But I do I- think it's the sweetest part of me Is the four It's the I the love- deeper side not that I think the eight isn't deep. I think the eight has a lot of depth, but mm-hmm. it's more real. Whereas I think the fours depth is a bit more like yeah. You know, I wanted to say mystical. It's sweeter. I don't know. It's softer. I think. Yeah. Whereas I think the eight is a lot more crass. I think the four side of me has a bit more um, softness to it.
0: Yeah no I think of the four as like a deep deep well of water that's multicolored. Yes. Isn't that funny? I'm so visual yes. and so that's how I see it. It's like yes. um a bottomless endless well that we can draw on and it's it's such a source of joy for us because it never ends. There's no end to it. Yes. Um, like, honestly I- it's the base space like if I just go
1: put on a microphone, plug in my guitar and just sing and do my own like creative little songs or whatever. I could do that for hours and it completely fills me up and makes me feel like, you know, Oh my word. i can go on with
0: life but because of the very like the very nature of it is there is something about it that's very solitary so it also creates a greatest source of pain in a way because we are like longing for the whole world to be a deep well of color and it isn't it just is so hard to find and so we spend a lot of time kind of yearning for more of that and we actually yes. only really have it inside us. And so that just yes. by virtue of that makes us kind of
1: loner-ish. It's literally, it's uh, it's obviously in Afrikaans, but I wrote a poem about this last week where I, I spoke about fear and how the biggest fear I have is that loneliness, because it is very hard to find someone that can meet you exactly in that deep space, which is probably why I'm glad I have God, because like when I'm in that space, at least I know I'm not entirely you That's know, right. by myself.
0: Talk about what you think the six brings.
1: I think it's um, number one, the caution side, being hyper aware and vigilant all the time. Well, not like I'm in danger. So I think I don't have that where I always feel like I'm in danger, but I'm always aware of what's going on around me. And maybe like the planning and like, I do think a six or has an element of control <laughs> and this is the bad part, but I know the anxiety part comes from there as well. <laughs> yeah. But also again, it's that reactiveness and like that's, an, uh, th- those reactions are completely different. Um, whereas I feel like in my eight, it's more explosive and the um, four is more hurt Mm-hmm. I think the six this six is just like distrust. Once if someone I- has crossed a specific line to get back to that point, I do think that's my strongest six as well of just once you broke that loyalty or that trust, it's very hard to get it back. Yeah. Absolutely, It's very hard to get it in the first place as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. I believe, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I believe
0: I it. The six brings this kind of micro-analysis that yes. um, it never shuts off. It's a motor that's mm-hmm. running inside you all the time. People are always going to fail you because people are people. And so nobody is that consistent. And yes. you're always going to notice every
1: inconsistency. Yes, which is not always a good thing.
0: That would be hard for you. And Sometimes
1: them. it's really bad.
0: Yeah. The truth is that your deepest heart wants to find rest with people. You don't want to like be always discontent and always suspicious. You want to find home yeah. and you can't turn it off. And then they they Have this sense that they're
1: never going to measure up Yeah they don't understand it And the thing is like I know like with my Sex friend we it's like sometimes we go In circles where you know um, Everything will be fine but then Something sparks my distrust and then I bring It up again it's like we, we put that thing to rest but Something is showing me that it's not to rest And then we just go through it again I'm Like I wish I could just switch it off But she's also a six so it's like Two sixes <laughs> like With the same you know it issues just like, <laughs> butting heads It's exactly, so it's like Now we've sorted it out and then tomorrow Are we okay? Because I feel this and this and this And then it's like, two weeks later Are we okay? So we, we have like I wouldn't say arguments Because she's the kind that would walk away And I'm the kind that would like Stay here so we could talk about this mm-hmm. So our arguments can be very like weird It's physically impossible for us To not reach that point So like, it's almost like I wait online waiting for the next time that we're going to have some kind of disagreement because then it's going to be weird for two days again because yeah, i want to so. say everything and she doesn't it's so like what That's funny because even though i have a six in my tri-type there are some sixes that like i just <laughs> cannot deal yes, yes like i'm like there's some qualities there that i'm just like please nope Nope, we cannot be friends. Well, like, your eight drives not you forward. Happen.
0: In the end, your eight is the biggest engine, and it's driving That's you it. forward. So you're not going to sit and be stuck.
1: Nope. Yeah, this uh, it doesn't happen often, but like if if we literally have no thing in common, and like you are not willing to just look a little bit beyond yourself, then sorry. I can't deal. <laughs> so yeah. I find that like, even though I have a six in my tri-type, six, sixes are some of the people I have the most conflict
0: with and like I struggle the most with that. So as a whole, you would be more prone to looking at the negative. So how does that show up? Wait, no
1: (laughs) The negative The first thing that's coming to mind now Is uh, someone that kept telling me that I was cynical Like a few weeks back And I was like, I'm not cynical I'm just seeing everything around me With eyes that are open (laughs) And like I can just (laughs) understand where we are headed So the thing is, I don't necessarily think it's negative. I just think it's, uh, it sounds silly, but I think it's what's real and what's actually happening. You are
0: able to pick up on lies and falseness. So there is a level of truth to that. But there also is a tendency with this type to assign negative motivation.
1: Yes. No, I agree with that because it comes down to if you trust it or them or a situation or not. I think it's something like being restorative, where you see potential problems and you try and fix it. Mm-hmm. So, what I think would help in that regard is once something has been sorted or fixed, to actually make mention of it. Well, sure. I think that's like the step that we miss. So it could come across like you know you're negative and you're cynical and like you only see all the problems and all the things right. that are wrong. But to actually just revisit it once you feel like you fixed it to be like, okay, it's all sunshiny now. So
0: <laughs> sure, to celebrate it, to acknowledge it. Yes. Yeah. So I think true. that's
1: maybe the thing. There's no acknowledgement of like when when you've actually fixed something yeah. or sorted out a problem. And that probably is why people find us more negative. We can see problems or potential threats or whatever. And we want we want to fix it because we want things to flow
0: and like work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all the different types in your tri-type, none of them subdue or suppress their emotion or their words. It actually all gets overemphasized and overexpressed. So that can be a real source of pain, especially if the situation absolutely demands that you have to keep it in. It means that you really don't feel like you. And that's really hard. What I know f- now is
1: to actually find those outlets. Even if it's silly, like I've taken up running. So when I start feeling like, you know, I feel agitated or, you know, then I go for a jog. Mm-hmm. So it just releases some of that pent-up you know, aggression that I might have because there's no space where you can really just say what you need to say or get things off your chest just for the sake of not wanting to hurt anyone or, you know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. So, or like hitting a freaking, we a punching bag out here so it's like doing something like that something very physical I find for me helps me to release a lot of the stuff that's going on on the inside and obviously poetry and music and stuff like that don't be so hard on yourself, because I feel like as eights, we're very hard on ourselves. Yeah. We have very high expectations. And this probably might just be an eight, four, six thing, but to allow yourself the space to go through things, to not just keep it inside. I think it's it's almost like the two thing of repressing, where I feel like I spend a lot of time trying to contain, trying to hold emotion in, where it's the worst possible thing you could be doing. And the best thing you can do for yourself is mm-hmm. to find ways to let that go. And I said, yeah, don't be a hard ass until you're nearly 40 and never got over your shit. <laughs> and the thing is just, I don't think all eights do this because we try to be honest. But the thing is, it's also that thing where we struggle with vulnerability. So we feel like we shouldn't, be able to share that with someone or to deal through things or to even feel the emotion because even though like my four wants to feel things um sometimes i i feel like my feelings are stupid like i'll maybe speak to my friend and i'll freak out about something and then later i'll lie in bed and i'll think about the conversation i'm like that was such a stupid thing to do because tomorrow you're gonna be over it and then you're gonna regret having had that conversation in the first place but i don't think that that's how we should view it. Because for other people, sometimes it's like the best thing in the world when we just open up and we can just be real. And that's, once again, a thing, we want people to be real, but we also hiding like the very inner child of ourselves because we want to appear strong and we want to be the protector. Whereas I think sometimes we can also be protected. I wouldn't want want the whole world to see you know those very intricate parts of me yeah. but if there's not at least one person that you can show that to i think that would be an incredibly lonely that world so
0: lonely. That's and so i think that's
1: the thing for me because yeah. i think i spent 33 years because i'm 33 just trying to Keep it for myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it didn't produce anything because, like, even though I think I love people well and I gave like my life in, you know, to protect and to love and to serve, it didn't leave me with any meaningful relationships where I felt it was reciprocated because I never really gave of that side of myself. You can't do it all, all the time, all by yourself. And um, even though we're and we hate that. Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, it's still how it is.
0: That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you Inside the Armor. Three words that describe you. Um, straightforward, practical, and
1: reliable. What
0: makes you cry?
1: Moments of intense beauty. Do you have tattoos? Yes, I do. I have like an arrow thing. You know that scripture you're talking about from John and David? Yes. Uh, like a arrow with that scripture, 1 Samuel 18 verse 3 in it. And then I have a triangle with flowers. It was It's more like a tribute to my daughter. And I have another one that's a tribute to my closest friend. How would you describe your happy place? Very loud music. <laughs> On the road, me screaming. <laughs> Honestly, I find it so invigorating. I love it. Yeah. Driving, loud music, screaming at the top of my lungs, not having a destination in mind. You had to wear one outfit for the
0: rest of your life?
1: My black jeans my black shirt and my black jersey (laughs)
0: Uh, what's your animal
1: my animal is a wolf or a killer whale something about them it's like the mysteriousness and maybe the they're a little bit scary they are insanely scary
0: okay what's your drink of choice in the morning
1: coffee Black. And how bad at night? Merlot red wine.
0: If you have a superpower, what would it be?
1: A superpower. You mean apart from the one that I already have where I feel like I can read people's minds? Teleportation.